This is the Monday, September 13th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight. So settle in and we'll set you up in 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. And here we are, Anita Marks, looking at the first Monday night in the NFL season, an absolutely bonkers Sunday in the National Football League. Well, let me start that over then because I didn't really introduce myself, so that might be a little weird. Three. We all know who you are, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> three, <laughs> two, one. Tyler Fulgham here with Anita Marks on the Daily Wager podcast. And Anita, what a bonkers Sunday in the National Football League has us ready for what should be a fun Monday night across ESPN's bevy of platforms, Ravens and Raiders on Monday night. We'll get to how we're looking at wagering this Monday night game and some special broadcast presentations we're going to bring to you. But you, my friend, the prop queen, need a standing ovation for the job you did on Sunday, 25 and 12 overall with the props you had in the column and, and nine and one and, and what yesterday? Tell us the success that you had. Share it with the people, baby. I mean, listen, God bless prop bets, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, um, I just I just did did like a deep dive into a lot of these matchups. And really, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you that's what you need to do is, uh, you know, Look at the matchups. And I'll be honest with you. I was a little concerned because you know this as much as I do, Tyler. Like these teams don't have offensively, defensively. These teams aren't going to have a true identity in regard to what we truly can wrap our, our heads and our and our hands around until after week three. Especially right. with the fact that we didn't see a lot of these, you know, their, um, their, uh, their practices, right, that weren't right. televised. So anyway, I'm just I'm thrilled. I'm blessed. I'm thrilled. I think I'm very fortunate uh, that I went nine and one on the pod and uh, 25 and 12 in the column. Uh, But again, you know, just just because of all the analysis and thank God, Tyler, you know, because of gambling, there's so much there's so many statistics out there for us to dive into. You do do you do your due diligence. You could be a winner. Absolutely. So listen to Anita Marks, the prop queen. She's off to a blazing hot start (laughs) in 2021. Some notable trends slightly from what we've seen so far through game uh, or through week one. Uh, The unders hitting at a slightly higher percentage than the overs, but dogs, dogs were barking in week one. You had eight um, outright winners as underdogs. Um, I think five of them were on the road. So something to consider tonight as the uh, Raiders are home dogs. Let's dive into it. Raiders, Ravens. uh, You got Monday Night Football on ESPN. Also have a a special broadcast between the lines on ESPN+. Plus. Me, Joe Fortenbaugh, Doug Kazarian, the Daily Wager crew, Mina Kimes, uh, Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky, Laura Rutledge, the NFL Live crew. We and Tandem will be providing the play-by-play, the analysis, the commentary for the live broadcast while we examine through, of course, their lens as NFL experts, the X's and O's, our lens through the betting uh, in Las Vegas. So, Anita, we have a a total of 50.5 Ravens, four-point road favorites. How are you looking to tackle at least a side for a total in this matchup? So this is how I'm playing the game. I do love the over here, over 50 and a half points. Also, I like the Ravens team total over at 27 and a half. I'm going to have a small play 
on the Ravens minus four. I'm worried about the backdoor cover. But listen, I lived in Baltimore for four years. I covered Harbaugh for two of those four. This dude doesn't play around. This team is going to be ready. Uh, the last three seasons, week one, the Ravens have outscored their opponents 144 to 19. Harbs is 10 and three against the spread in week one in his career. And I know, listen, Ravens, they lost a lot of running backs. But listen, as we know, it begins and ends with Lamar Jackson. Raiders rushing defense, third worst in the NFL last season. And then, of course, you're going to say, but Anita, what about they lost Marcus Peters? What about their secondary? Okay, well, that bodes well to the over. But keep in mind, at the same time, this Ravens team, very, very deep, deep talent in their secondary. Jimmy Smith could play safety or corner. Uh, Tavon Young is healthy. He's probably arguably one of the best slot corners in the NFL. You've got Humphrey, so I'm not worried about it. So, again, small play on Ravens minus four, but I love the over, and I love the Ravens team total over as well. Yeah, I think even you have more conviction on this game than I do. When I was looking ahead, you know, a month, two ago, when I saw the Ravens were only favored by four and a half before all their injuries. They're only favored by, I think, four and a half, you know, way back in uh, June and July when we looked ahead to this game. And I thought that was a weird line. Like, why are – what – I know the Raiders are at home and maybe they'll have the fa- – you know, they'll have the fans there, whatever, at Allegiant Stadium. But the Ravens are so much better than the Raiders. I thought they'd be, even on the road, closer to a touchdown favorite. So that line stunk to me. Then you have – all of the issues with injuries the Ravens have been dealing with, mostly to their uh, running back core, but then the Marcus Peters loss is certainly significant on the perimeter despite the uh, depth that they usually have on defense. So Ravens minus four is my very, very – I just think they're the better team, the better coach team. It's my small lane, but there's too many other variables that I can't account for or didn't want to account for. The injuries, the uh, first home game in front of fans at Allegiant Stadium, will that boost uh, the Raiders? I do think the Raiders are a bad – defensive team especially I think they um, took away from the strength of their offense last year which was their offensive line and let a a lot of guys walk and get away so there's a lot of concern on that side of the ball but the Ravens defense has been compromised by the loss of Peters I don't I I just don't have a good conviction on this game so I would say just defer to Anita here she's hot right now ride her Uh, again I lean Ravens I I was definitely on the over when the Ravens were healthy in the running back stable but now I just don't know how this offense is going to look because all the investments they made at wide receiver as well have been dealing with injury Rashad Bateman most notably there's just too many things in this game for me to have a strong conviction I'm sorry so I would urge you to defer to Anita since she has been hot when it comes to um, game side and total now here's where you really need to listen to Anita is props. I'll go ahead and get out of the way because I don't have the cheesecake factory. It's more or less an Amu's <laughs> bouche appetizer part of the uh, uh, menu here for me. But I guess my biggest confidence in this game is the team sticking to the script that works. We know Baltimore, even with the injuries, is built on running the football. Their offensive line is back and healthy, most notably their left tackle, Ronnie Stanley. They have a butt-kicking O-line. They have Lamar Jackson. And they apparently believe in Tyson Williams, even though uh, they brought in guys like Le'Veon Bell, um, Devontae Freeman, and the like. So I'm looking at Lamar Jackson under 28 and a half passing attempts. I think you can run all over this Raiders defense. They don't scare me at all. They weren't good last year. I don't expect them to be good against the Ravens this year. I'm looking at Tyson Williams over 14 and a half rushing attempts. He's the only guy with any experience. He's the only guy who knows this playbook for more than a week for John Harbaugh and Greg Roman. So, uh, or I mean, for John Harbaugh and that offensive staff. So I just think you want to lean into under on Jackson passing attempts, over on Tyson Williams rushing attempts, 
over on Lamar Jackson rushing yards, which is 72 and a half, because even if he only has seven, eight carries, he's the most electric, dynamic offensive talent by far in this game. And he can get that 40, 50 yard run that helped you get over. Um, I, I do like Dave or um, Derek Carr, pardon me, over 33 and a half passing attempts, because again, I think the assumption of rational coaching, and that may be a big leap with John Gruden is Josh Jacobs is kind of iffy for this game. Derek Carr and uh, Derek, uh, Darren Waller with, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. That's the strength of this offense. And the defense of the Ravens has been weakened as far as defending the pass with the loss of Marcus Peters. So John Gruden should attack the Ravens through the air, not on the ground. Don't do that against that front seven with your offensive line. that no longer has guys like Rodney Hudson uh, who anchored it seasons ago. So use Derek Carr, throw the football, try and build a lead that way. Or if the Ravens do get out to a big lead, Anita, you're going to have to throw to catch up. So that's kind of the props that I'm looking at. I know you have a lot more. Let's say you. Yeah. I, listen, your, your Williams pick. I like Jeff Zereback is a good friend of mine. He covers the Ravens. I text with him this morning. He said the coaching staff really likes this young man. So um, I do believe that they're going to give him every opportunity to really showcase what he can do tonight. So I really like that one a lot. All right, so <laughs> where do I begin? Because you're mm-hmm. right. I do have it. It's Monday night. Hopefully, people are playing with house money now, right? Like let's you certainly go. are. I mean, let's get after it. Let's get after it. Okay, so uh, so I love this. So Caesars, they have a super boost. Lamar Jackson over 249 and a half rushing and receiving yards combined at plus 100, almost even money. I'm all over that. Uh, the passing rushing and passing, money, rushing and passing, 249 okay. and a half. Okay, I yeah, I that. like that. I think he okay, said rushing before, and receiving. I don't know if he's going to catch no, a lot I'm of sorry, balls, rushing, but I know you rushing I'm and sorry. passing. Rushing, <laughs> rushing and passing. Rushing and passing. Wow. Can you imagine if Lamar like catches yeah, right. his own passes? <laughs> dude's, so, dude's so athletic, I wouldn't put it past him. Anyway, <laughs> I, um, I like uh, I like over in 211 and a half passing yards. I think it's a really small number here, and they've been really focusing this offense. They want they they want Lamar's passing game to really flourish. They brought in Sammy Watkins. Of course, you know, nobody could cover Mark Andrews. So I'm going over in 211 passing yards, 11 and a half passing yards, because I think the number is really, really low. Sure. Lamar Jackson scoring the touchdown and the Ravens winning at plus 170. Um, listen, you, this, and we've been talking about it. The, the Raiders defense is just, is just horrible. They gave up a lot of explosive rushing plays, 13%. Of the rushing plays their opponents ran last year were for 10 yards or more. They allowed the second most rushing touchdowns last season. So I see Lamar getting into the end zone. And of course, I do believe the Ravens are going to win this game. I love Mark Andrews, over 57 and a half receiving yards. Also, I do anticipate Mark Andrews to score a touchdown as well. You can get that at plus 117. He played 65% of the Ravens' offensive snaps last year. He's healthy now, and he's going to be needed tonight. So I would imagine... I'm looking at that at like 70%. And as we know, Lamar loves looking his way when they're in the red zone. Don't sleep on Sammy Watkins tonight. Okay, you talked about uh, Bateman being injured. Sammy Watkins, over 38 and a half receiving yards. There's a reason they brought him in. Everything that I'm hearing out of Baltimore is that him and Lamar have great chemistry all season, all, all, all training camp long. And, uh, and Hayward, by the way, more than likely is going to spend a lot of time on Marquise Brown. So it's really going to open up things for Sammy Watkins underneath tonight. Uh, Darren Waller, touchdown at plus 117. I like, also like Waller over six and a half receptions. He had nine touchdowns last season, 
first in team target share last season, 22 red zone targets last season, second only to Devontae Adams. So we know that's where Carr likes to go, especially in the red zone. Now, here's another thing. Not sure if you saw this. Uh, Josh Jacobs, under two and a half receptions, came out last night. He's dealing with an illness. Now, will he be active? Will he not? If he is, I think that under two and a half reception is really a great prop bet because A, he's not feeling 100%. Number two, he's not targeted much by Carr. Three or fewer targets per game from Derek Carr last season to Josh Jacobs. And of course, now they've got Kenyon Drake. So uh, so those are those are the prop bets that I'm playing. Those are the prop bets that I love. I do like those, um, especially kind of digging in to try and find that guy who is going to have to catch passes outside of Mark Andrews. Uh, Sammy Watkins, 38 and a half. Marquise Brown, of course, is also there. He's not a very efficient pass catcher. I think Watkins is slightly more efficient in terms of um, his, his catch rate and, and things like that because Brown usually works a little deeper down the field, and especially the Josh Jacobs under two and a half receptions. Uh, if he is at all active, uh, Kenyon Drake is a more viable pass catching back. They also have other uh, receivers who can fill that third down role. I definitely see um, uh, Jacobs going under that. I know it's just one week, Anita Marks, but we have, you know, at least one data point uh, that we can look at in terms of trying to predict the future. So has anything that happened on Thursday or Sunday so far um, affected or made you want to go to the futures market anywhere in the NFL? It has, but really quick, as we're recording this podcast, I just got a text message from Jamison Hinsley, who covers the Ravens for ESPN. He said projection for Williams is about 15 carries. Latavius Murray is going to be the second running back tonight. I wow. haven't seen any lines out on Latavius wow. Murray. If those come out, Tyler, and they're somewhere in the teens, I would I would take the over. I would take the over. I would I mean, too. They have to come out. Just, you know, heads up. Keep an eye as we get closer to kickoff. Maybe those lines will come out on Latavius Murray. We'll find out. But uh, but that's a text message right now from Jamison Hinsley. Futures bet, knee-jerk reaction to week one. How about the Vikings winning the NFC North at 3-1? to one? Oh. Tyler, Packers looked horrible. Rodgers looked horrible. 133 passing yards, two interceptions. Um, they only put up 43 rushing yards. The offensive line was horrible. The secondary was horrible, not to take anything away from Jameis Winston, but damn, four touchdown passes they gave up. So meanwhile, the Vikings, I know they lost. It was in overtime. They should have won. Dalvin Cook, fumble at the end. Okay. But listen, at three to one, and as and we've been talking about all season long, the drama behind Aaron Rodgers, shame on us, Tyler, that we didn't put more into, well, you know, how is this going to play out in X's and O's? You know, is he, is it, is it, you know, does he just come back in after all that drama and then, and then, you know, men fences and everything is peachy King. I don't think so. And obviously we saw that in week one, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm going to lay some money on the Vikings winning the NFC North because we know what time it is with the bears. We know what time it is with the lions. I think at three to one, I'll put some money on that. And then just a quick note, we're all over the bills. I know that in regards to winning the AFC East, that line went down from 150 minus 155 to minus 120 because they lost against the Steelers. I still have the Bills going to the Super Bowl. I still have the Bills winning the Super Bowl. That was a rough week one opponent. Steelers passion, passing uh, uh, rushing defense was so great, and they were able to get after him with just four, and that's really the key to a defense. You just got to rush with four. You pressure the quarterback. You get to keep everybody else back. So I'm still on the Bills. And again, that line dropped from one, minus 155 to minus 120. 
So a really good value there for the Bills right now. Here's the good news for the uh, Vikings and the Packers in the NFC North is that no one won a game in that division, so everyone's still in first place. So yep. uh, that division looks a little gnarly. Consequently, the NFC West looks absolutely disgusting. Those teams dominated, and uh, it wasn't – you know, the 49ers should have covered – uh, but kind of let the uh, Lions in the back door. And if the Raiders do win tonight, the AFC West will also be 4-0 um, through one week. So just some thoughts on what happened in week one. Awesome stuff, as always, Anita Marks. And again, congratulations on going 25-12 <laughs> and 12 with your props in the column, 9-1 and one on the NFL Pop prod, or Prop Podcast. Sometimes that can be hard to say. Um, awesome, awesome stuff. You are the absolute prop queen. That's it for today. Tyler Fulgham, Anita Marks. A little bit more than 10 minutes, but it's football, baby. It's back. So bear with us of the bets you need, as promised. Good luck on Monday night with the Ravens and the Raiders. And don't forget to check out our Between the Lines megacast on ESPN+. Plus. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. NFL Live crew, Daily Wager crew, uh, providing the uh, play-by-play commentary and analysis of the live Monday night broadcast between the Ravens and the Raiders. Don't forget, please do us a favor and rate, review, subscribe uh, to the Daily Wager podcast. That obviously helps us out big time, and uh, we appreciate it. So enjoy Monday Night Football, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Daily Wager podcast. 